I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, have you been feeling overwhelmed looking for the right online job? Maybe you don't have enough remote skills or maybe you have no idea how to create a killer resume that will help you stand out from the crowd. I've learned that having a community of people supporting you through this process can be the deciding factor whether you make it or break it. That's why I am so excited to share that this September, we will be opening up our doors to our remote skills membership, where we teach you incredible techniques that will help you land online gigs by learning from leading experts every single month. Our membership will provide you with the skills you need and accountability partners that will help you succeed. For more information, visit LearnRemoteSkills.com. Again, that's LearnRemoteSkills.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for being here for our extended interview with Kristen, where she's going to share how to get national media coverage for your business. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. Before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I launched my first business out of necessity. And I decided that I wanted to work remotely just because I am a little bit quirkier than <laughs> normal, uh, you know, nine to fivers. And I also wanted the freedom to be able to work from wherever I was, you know, wherever I'd be traveling. And it's actually served me well. I'm very happy working remotely and uh, working on the projects that I really value and with the people that I love. Yeah. So the topic that you're going to be covering today for this extended interview is something that I'm super interested in. And I feel like we need it in order to be seen as an authority and also having that authority will will actually allow you to earn more income, right? Because now you Mm -hmm. have brands coming to you, your clients understand your importance as well. So I'm super excited to talk to you about this, Kristen. So let's dig into it because you've been doing this for quite some time. You work with a lot of your clients. So what is the first thing that somebody should understand before they even start pitching and finding out how to get a media coverage? So it all starts with framing your brand story or your narrative in a way that the media is actually going to care. It needs to be interesting and it needs to be newsworthy. And there are a number of things that could potentially make a brand narrative or even an entrepreneur story newsworthy. And I I mean, there's like 50 different ways, but the easiest way to get started is to look at what makes your brand different. It doesn't necessarily have to be fully innovative or unique, but there needs to be some type of differentiating factor from all the other competition out there. Once you are able to figure out what makes you different from everything else out there, it's going to be able 
to help you make your brand story a lot more interesting and a lot more compelling. For instance, you know, controversy, new product launches, big new hires, events, anything that is worth making an announcement or could potentially be seen as newsworthy. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the first step that I always take or the first exercise I do with my coaching clients. It, it's really to determine what makes you interesting and why the media should care about what you have to say or what your product does. And essentially, again, what makes it interesting. So for instance, Debbie, somebody ends up pitching you for your podcast. What do you look for in the pitch? What do you want to know? It would be what this person has to offer, their areas of expertise, and essentially what value they can provide to your listeners and the messages that resonate with your listeners, right? But it all starts with the core strategy of creating a narrative that makes sense. And that's different. Yeah. And also researching, because I feel like for me personally, I get pitches every single week of people who haven't even listened to the show and they're pitching. (laughs) That's nonsense. And I always ask, have you even listened to the show? Do you even know the type of audience we have? So it's it's so crazy how people don't even do their research before they start pitching. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten pitched from some founder of entrepreneurs that have raised millions of dollars in the tech space or the crypto space. And that's not who our reader is. It's like, you know, figure out who reads my blog and, you know, maybe we can put together some type of story. You know, the same thing goes when people pitch me for entrepreneur or when they pitch me for Forbes or for Inc. And it's like, I don't, I don't write about hiring, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, I've done it in the past, but that's not my area of expertise. So figure out what a media pro or podcaster covers and figure out a way to craft a story or narrative that's going to be able to fit into whatever they're writing about or whatever their beat is. Yeah. And also with every different outlet, maybe you're pitching something different. You know, it has to be personalized to that editor, to that writer, to that publication, because otherwise who's going to give a shit because it's like, okay, well, you're probably pitching this to everybody. And, you know, we get pitches and we know what's, actually personalized and what isn't so (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah no you're you're absolutely right I mean it's crazy I know that a lot of the larger PR firms they use these portals to send one pitch out to 5,000 different media outlets that's just a recipe for disaster you know even though it takes more time the the quality of the stories that run are going to be much better. I would rather send out 50 very tailored pitches over the course of a week and get two or three stories from those 50 pitches versus sending out 5,000 of the same pitch and having 10 stories run that are identical. Mm. Or, you know, the stories are the press release or the pitch letter. There's nothing unique 
that was crafted about that particular business. And I think that's the misnomer that a lot of entrepreneurs have. The more publicity, the better. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, the more targeted, more quality, the larger the story, the better the sentiment that's going to have. Much more cachet than having 10, like I said, diluted stories run in publications that have like two readers, blogs that have two readers. Yeah. Now, what about finding the right people to actually approach to get coverage, right? So if you actually perfected your pitch, you have your story to tell, like how do you find the right person to go up to and approach? Because that could be really hard as well. Yeah, for sure. So uh, there are you know, dozens of media pros that work for different publications. And it's, it could be difficult to determine exactly what story an editor is looking at, you know, is it going to be crafting a need sources for. So I generally recommend, again, to my coaching clients, go on to Twitter, see what their handle is. A lot of the times they actually have their beats covered. And if they don't, go onto the website, read their bio, see what areas of expertise they cover, and more importantly, read the stories that they've written so you know their tone and their voice and you can craft your pitch accordingly. But it all starts by looking, Googling the publication and Googling the area of expertise. And then from there, you should be able to get the names of the editors or bloggers or influencers or podcasters that cover your area of expertise. So, you know, never send out, I don't know, one pitch to three of the same editors at the same publication because that's going to backfire and they would end up just cutting you off before even giving you an opportunity to start a dialogue with them. <laughs> and also they'll remember you if your pitch is really bad and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're going to you know, stand I mean, out in the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, I mean, you don't want to pitch a cosmetic product to a tech editor. I mean, if you do that, sometimes they may even call you out on social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes when people pitch to me, they write the wrong names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that's happened to me a few times and I guess like they just copy and paste the names and it's the same pitch and everything and then I email them back I'm like you got the wrong person they're like no I met you and I don't even respond back because I'm like well if you are not even taking the time to actually do a personalized email why should I have you on my show on my site mm -hmm. you know so be very careful about doing those like run-of-the-mill stuff because you can make mistakes and even if your story is interesting but because you made that first mistake we may not even contact you back <laughs> oh totally I mean I can't tell you how many times I've had people spell my name incorrectly with an e and not an i I'm like it takes two seconds to look to see how I spell my name two seconds so I hear you and if somebody does end up pitching me and they spell my name wrong guess what like their pitch goes into the garbage <laughs> No, why should I give you the benefit of the doubt? Why should I cover your business if you can't even take two seconds to see how I spell my name? It, it just shows a, a lack 
of respect and it just shows carelessness and that's you know that's not who i am that's not cool yeah exactly because you're gonna do your best to help them if you actually get them on your site on your podcast on you know any type of publication so it has to be mutual respect you know and that's the first form of respect is to actually to get somebody's name right (laughs) for sure yeah and actually show that you (laughs) you actually yeah yeah totally so but I, I hear you and I'm glad that you can understand that as somebody that gets pitched, you know, I'm sure a dozen times a week or more. Yeah. Now let's talk about crafting that pitch. Now you found somebody that you're really interested in. How do you actually craft the perfect pitch that will stand out from the rest? Because I, like you said, we get pitched a lot. You know, there's a ton of emails that we get and you want to be able to stand out from the rest. So you want it to be short? You want to lead with the most important details at the top. I'm more, I like to use more of like a narrative pitch to tell a story in, you know, three or four paragraphs instead of using the inverted pyramid, which, you know, you learn in communication school (laughs) when you're crafting your press release. But you want to make sure that it's fewer than 500 words, including your bio. Bio should be fewer than 200 words. You need to lead with something that is kind of interesting. And you know what? I actually have a ton of resources on FemFounder that I can email to you, Debbie, just in case you know you want to add these to the show notes yeah. um, so that your listeners can get a sense of how to craft a pitch. Like, instead of me just explaining it. (laughs) We'll be here like all day because you have so much knowledge for this. We're just going to be like, okay, Kristen, what else? What else? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll try and keep it as short and concise as I possibly can. But yeah, you want to make sure that your pitch overall is fewer than 500 words. Your bio is fewer than 200 words. You want to actually have your bio after the signature. And again, I'll go through the formatting with the templates I'm going to send to you. You want to open or lead with something that's interesting, introducing whatever you're going to be pitching, whether it's a product, a service, a book, you as the expert. Then the second and third paragraphs should go into a little bit more detail about whatever you're pitching. And then you want to include five to seven bullets that are benefit-based and that really explain what the product or the service or the software does. If you're pitching yourself for an interview as an expert, those five to seven bullet points should be talking points for what you can discuss in the interview. Then you would want to just close. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to hearing from you. Put your signature and then your bio. Mm -hmm. Keep it as short and tight as you possibly can. And make sure that when you're crafting the pitch, that the tone actually matches the publication that you're going to be pitching. So for instance, you're pitching Refinery29, a story about yourself. The tone is going to be very different than pitching Vogue. Mm -hmm. Um, So you just need to be cognizant of that. 
Yeah. And again, it goes back to research and actually mm-hmm. understanding who these publications, these writers are and what they're looking for, because that's going to make your life so much easier and theirs. And it's going to be a no brainer if you're doing all of these things that Kristen is telling you about. Otherwise, you're just going to be pitching to like a thousand people and you're going to get all no's because you're just like, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And research is critical when you're crafting any um, pitch. Yeah, And I love how methodical this is. And all of these tips that you gave us are definitely super actionable. So thank you so much for them, Kristen. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to be adding all of the resources that Kristen was talking about on the site. So make sure you look out for that as well. So Kristen, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? I'm founder.co, not.com, .co, (laughs) and Markay hyphenmedia.com and that's m-a-r-q-u-e-t hyphenmedia.com perfect thank you so much Kristen, for being here with us we really appreciate all of the tips that you gave us today thank you so much for having me it was a lot of fun I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Kristen. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to help women plan, launch, and scale their online businesses. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.